This is the Radio Ronin Show on podbash.com. Yes. Yes. 2016 is the year of the basher. <laughs> Why'd yes. you have to say it like that, man? I know. I was trying to make it cool, but I couldn't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what the voice was trying to say. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yes. It's kind of Ed McMahon-esque. No one will understand that. Unless yes. Say, yes. <laughs> hey You've done it again. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to podbash.com. Uh, this is the Radio Ronin Show. 2016 is underway. We've already got one show in our, under our belt. This is uh, we're moving on to number two here. I, I thought the first show went very, very well. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah. we we had so much fun stuff to talk about, and yeah, and, like murderers and yeah. And since that like time, that. David Bowie died. Thanks. Depressed great. the world. And 2016's gotten off to a great start, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, you know what? This episode of Radio Ronin. Oh, first of all, I've got to say I'm Chunga. Hey. Uh, right over there, the lovely, the talented, Mr. Kenny D. I'm Tom right Shane. He owes us money now. For <laughs> you doing that, he owes us money. Yes. Shane Company, you owe us money. Uh, the sparkly, the effervescent, just Jess is right over there. Oh, hey. Uh, smartest man in the room, Thug Life, Mr. DJ Spinari, Hello. right on the show. Uh, this show, this episode of Radio Rona is brought to you by our good friends at the Off-Broadway Theater. So cool. Big Ghost Hunt this Saturday night. Uh, It's another all-night ghost hunt. Tickets are going very quick. It's funny. We always get to about Tuesday or Wednesday of the week of the ghost hunt. People are like, is there any more tickets left? There are a couple. So hurry. Go get them. Just go pick them. You pick them up at Podbash. If you're listening via iTunes or whatever, head to podbash.com. There's something new happening there every single day. I don't know if you guys have this too, but I have a lot of people saying, hey, you're there. Uh, I might come. Are there tickets, you know, basically the same question, but they're like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to come, and I'm going to get two tickets. I'm like, well, don't tell me. Just go get them. Yeah, just, just, go, just go grab them. Yeah. I think go these people are up. like, so you want to bring me in for free? <laughs> I think that's what they're going for. I can't imagine Utahns wanting stuff for free. Right. We don't get an onslaught of people every single ghost hunt saying, let me in for free. Right. That, I mean, that's that does ridiculous. not. I've actually just said, you know, I'm known as a mooch. And so <laughs> I, I've used up all my privileges. Well, the truth is, the truth is this. If we could do this for free, we'd let you in for free. Yeah. But we have to yeah. pay for everything. And there's there, there are, believe it or not, are a lot of expenses that go into us doing this. I have to buy batteries. <laughs> not those kind of batteries. Or my SB7 Spirit box. What do, what do you mean battery? Oh, Jess, where were you going with the battery know. comment? It's what getting weird. I don't know. They're this show is about. brought to you by the Off-Broadway Theater. <laughs> yes. The class act. Thank you, Jess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so big ghost hunt. We're having a big ghost hunt at the Off-Broadway Theater. Uh, one of our most uh, amazing ghost hunts that we did all last year. We'd love to have you join us. It's an all-night ghost hunt. Starts uh, Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Yes. Saturday night, midnight, January 16th. Goes till 6 a.m. Yeah. Hokey smokes. That's going to be fun. Right. Uh, tickets are available at podbash.com. Do not wait. Uh, go pick them up. It's going to be a great night. Going to be so much fun. I, I can't wait. And it's really cool because it's also opening weekend of their new show, Star Wars. Oh, it that's is. right, Star Wars. So that's going to be crazy energy because opening weekend. And hey, if you guys want to go and have a laugh before, you can go and check out Star Wars at 730 or Laughing Stock at 930. Cool. Yeah. 
And if you want to call the box office, you can call them at 801-355-4628. That's 801-355-4OBT. Oh, yeah, Jess, cool. way to go. <laughs> You're welcome. It's like she memorized it. Well, I, want the, I want the record it's to show like, that. It's almost like I have to say it every single show I'm in. Well, you know what's what's funny is that she comes over here to do level twenty two Spinari, Matt and Jess and yeah, I I'm like the creeper hiding around the corner making sure they don't. I always hear you breathing. It, it, I'm like, <laughs> it's off putting, and I kind of like it. And I just have to sit and listen to Jess like butcher every sponsorship. Okay. But now she's she's doing great. Well, that was perfect. It's because I have headaches like all the time. Let's see if we can stop you have her. Headaches all the time. Yeah, I do. We should get that looked at. What's the address for OBT? It's 272 South Main. Oh, two for two. We don't know if that's right. She just told us, but she sounded she sounded so confident, like a boss. She went through it. Uh, Way to go! And thank you very much to the Off Broadway Theater. We'll see everybody there this Saturday. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, Again, tickets are available at podbash.com. Kenny will be there. Jess Benari, all the wisps. Uh, not all of them. A couple of them will be there. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to keep it a little bit more intimate as far as uh, the helpers and the the experts because we really do want this to be your ghost hunt. So we're changing the format a little bit to where you will be doing an actual investigation and we will just be there kind of to help and, kind of a thing. Yeah. And, you know, we've kind of relaxed as well in, mm-hmm. in the past few. Like, mm-hmm. if, I think we're very approachable. And that is shown by us getting underneath a stage where <laughs> no one should be able to fit in telling scary stories for an hour at a time. Yeah, I, that was that was a a lot of fun and b very painful the next day. Right, because we were all twisted around in there like pretzels. But you guys didn't get the apparition face right next to your shoulder. No, I heard that about fun. that. That was that was you had a full like a full face. I had a full face next to me under the stage. That was cool. Oh. That was really cool. I heard about that. Kenny I wasn't there for that. Screamed. Yeah, I would have screamed. <laughs> and no, I would have been, I would have been totally to... okay with a ghost face next to me. I think anyone would have screamed. It's ridiculous. About, if you're I about didn't this, scream, Kenny. Did you ever see the visit when the kids are climbing around under the stairs and then oh. a lady's oh crawling around? Oh. That's kind of what being under that stage is like. I can't go under there now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty creepy. It, it's pretty scary. So anyway, uh, really, really excited about that. Uh, moving right along. Rest in peace, David Bowie. Right. Oh, my gosh. I, we can't even really do any of the rest of the show without, uh, you know, one of my all-time favorites. So sad. And and I don't know about you guys. I didn't know he was sick. I didn't. They, they yeah, Only his inner circle really knew. They kept it hidden from people. Yeah, right. I even guess. his son, who is director J- Duncan Jones, who is directing Warcraft this year. Yay. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he didn't say anything about it on Twitter forever. And then his last tweet, you know, after the news, he says... I'm very sorry to say that it's true. I'll be leaving social media for a while. I'm sure you can all understand. Yeah. And that was the only thing he said about his dad's sickness because it oh. was so private. Yeah. Well, it's in today's world, it's very hard to keep things private like that. And right. They did a masterful job and kudos to them. They wanted to have their private family time and, you know... Um, is it, he, isn't it, it crazy he's only 69? Like, I thought he so, was older. Yeah. I thought, he, I thought he was way older. He's not right. that much older than my parents. And yeah. that kind of blows my mind. I didn't realize he got started in show business as young as he was because even back then he was kind of like one of those kids that went on the Maury Povich show that had like that old people disease. <laughs> Progeria. <laughs> yeah, because he looked old. Like back then he looked old. He did. Either that or he just he just kind of got that way and well, stayed he was just that way. so gaunt. All that the time. He looked worn. Yeah, but it worked for him. And drugs. Just... You know, that doesn't help either. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I was in a, a movie that was not released. 
uh, yeah. with Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. <laughs> um, Naomi Campbell and Iman was, also okay. had a part in it. So, uh, so it's going to be a great movie. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wonder I never made it in Hollywood, right? <laughs> you're picking these scripts. You're like, yeah. who else is going to be in it? Oh, please. Like, I'm picking scripts. It's like, put me <laughs> up, please. I'll do it for free. Uh, anyway, I uh, got to interview David Bowie. And what, cool. a, what a classy. Uh, I remember meeting him and feeling like, I wonder if this is what it was like to interview Sinatra. Hmm. You know, to have hmm. somebody like that come walking into your studio uh, or talk to you on the phone. Uh, it's just, it's just. I got to interview him a couple of different times and, and was always a lot of fun and a very, very cool man. Right. A very, very nice man and one of my all-time favorites. One of my all-time favorite interviews, actually. Oh, Love the guy. Would have been great. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's really sad for me to see a lot of these guys just that the, the, these were interviews that I was just so proud of. And then you see them right. going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough weird. Th- this year with like Lemmy going away. Going- what? Lemmy died? Lemmy died. No, I'm just kidding. I knew okay, that. you knew that. Of course you did. Uh, Dave- uh, the two moles, however, right. are still touring. <laughs> yeah. You would. You would. Yeah. No, they, the rumor has Ripley's it that they... believe they, it or not. They've, they've jumped onto the, the... Lemmy's two moles have jumped onto the Def Leppard one-armed drummer, and they're trying to... They're trying to help him out. Yeah. It's, it's disturbing. Yep. But I think it fits. Mm-hmm. Right. Rest in peace, Lemmy. But I feel like there's going to be a third one now. Uh, I think we're going to have a third rock icon. You're going to have a third one, I'm scared. Dino. I'm really scared. It's it's. Uh, it, it, last year was rough. Last yeah. year was really rough. There was a lot of death last year. Uh, 2016, I was hoping, was not going to get started the same way. And sure enough, it's kind of, you know, David Bowie. I mean, that's... Right. You know, yeah. I actually didn't start appreciating him until about five years ago. Because for me, he was Jareth the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Which oh, I was in love with. And that's all he was. Yeah. Which, And I shouldn't say all, because there was a lot there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't wear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Magic dance. Yeah. But like, I always knew him as that, but I never really cared to listen to his music. I knew heroes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, my buddy gave me Ziggy Starlust, Stardust yeah. and the Spiders from Mars. And I was like... Okay, I'm good. It's 70s music. I, I'm good. That was a weird album. I love it, though. It, oh, it's a, it's amazing. We should probably, for a lot of our younger audience, uh, David Bowie, he created this alter ego of his Ziggy Stardust, right. and he had a band called the Spiders from Mars, and the whole concept was is that this rock star on Mars decided to come to Earth to try and build a new audience, but it was he was just blowing minds, man. Right, right. <laughs> it was yeah. just way too much for the people of Earth, and so he left. <laughs> he went. He went home. He went back to Mars. He's, he's too big. And that was the whole yeah. Ziggy Stardust thing. It freaked people out, right. man. It just freaked people. No, out. like if someone tried to do that now, I'd be like, I hate this artist. I, I you know, it'd be so annoying, so kitschy. But David po- David Bowie could pull it off. Well, if you take a look at guys, David Bowie. I think he did Ziggy Stardust. I think it was seventy one or seventy two. Yeah, I think Something, so. It yeah. was. It was somewhere around there. Uh, really, was the inspiration for a lot of bands like T Rex. Yeah, uh, Kiss, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, was an uh, Alice Cooper. I think Alice Cooper was already doing his thing by seventy one or seventy two. But it was all in that kind of that glam, silly costume rock kind of thing. Yeah. But man, it was cool. Uh, it's so a great cool. album. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to Ziggy Stardust, go check it out. Uh, yeah. But no, this week is weird. Like Jess and I were talking like be- a couple days before his death, 
Yeah. Like you were singing songs? I, I was like singing songs to my guards because they didn't know what Labyrinth was. Oh, so but you were doing I'm, Labyrinth? Yeah. So I'm like, you remind me of the babe. And like, what is this? What babe? <laughs> the babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Stop, you remind stop, me of the babe. It. Stop it. <laughs> some <of> babe. <laughs> See, the, so whoa, good. Whoa, that's good, Kenny. <laughs> what would I He's do? He's even moving like David Bowie. <laughs> Labyrinth is a classic. It is. It's, I grew up on it, man. But what's weird is like, I had a lot of things last week, and unless I had David Bowie in my life, there were like three or four. Like, for example, I was giving the kids a bath, and all of a sudden I started singing. It's not a David Bowie song, but Bowie's in space from Flight of the Concords. <laughs> sure. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird song to sing, so I just start belting it out. Or like I'll go to a pizza place and they always have a quiz on the wall and the mm-hmm. quiz was who does uh, David Bowie play in the, in Labyrinth? Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I can guess that, you know, that sort of thing. And so things kept coming up and coming up. And I was like, oh, David Bowie's cool. And then he dies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I was like listening to Under Pressure on repeat like just a few days ago. He dies right like, after oh. releasing an album. Right. right. I mean, how rock and roll is that? Well, the final track on his album, I actually had to pull it up, is called I Can't Give Everything Away. Really? Yeah. I mean, this guy, you could see his video for Lazarus, which yeah. is the single from this album. Yeah. yeah. The video is 10 minutes long, and it's this morbid goodbye. Isn't it, isn't it him, like, in a bed, like, the whole time? Yeah, it's, I haven't it's seen pretty it, but dark, I but purposely. Okay, yeah. so uh, he had that kind well, of... he knew. I mean, obviously, he knew yeah. he was going. Even yeah. though he was, I guess, one of the only people that knew. Uh, I, I did go to his Twitter account. I don't know if anyone went to his Twitter account after. Uh, I'm was that big of a David Bowie fan. Still am a David Bowie fan, obviously, but went to his Twitter account. The last person he followed right before he died was God. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's that what you call a deathbed of, repentance right oh there. Kind of the, the quirkiness of David Bowie. He follows God right before he right. cashes in. So, And uh, I know he was in the process of creating, uh, hopefully it's finished, but he was creating a sequel to The Man Who Fell to Earth. But it oh, was really? a uh, it's a Broadway play, and Michael C. Hall from Dexter is playing David Bowie's character. Mm. So I don't know if it's finished. I did see Michael C. Hall perform the song on Colbert. Yeah, but Michael C. Hall's great, man. He's great. Yeah. I love that yeah. dude. But I always get him mixed up with Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, don't because one is Which really is- talented. <laughs> oh, that was rude. <laughs> yeah, when one was big in the eighties, and one is and big w- now. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what else? I always got screwed up. Legend and Labyrinth. Yeah, that's also a what? mistake. Yeah, Legend with what? Tim Curry, uh, Mia Sarah, Tom Cruise. Right. And, and Labyrinth with David Bowie and... Sarah Connolly. Yes. Sarah. How much would Jen- you guys- Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. I don't know. She's my childhood crush. <laughs> so Jennifer Connolly's so hot, man. <laughs> She's hot right now. Career opportunities. Damn. If you haven't seen that, go watch that movie with Jennifer Connolly in it. Watch any movie with Jennifer Connolly in it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Requiem from a Dream, because it will ruin you. Yeah, blood, blood diamond, blood diamond. She kind of hagged it up a little bit. She was. Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. All right, what were you going to say, Spinari? Would you guys hate me if I said I've never seen Labyrinth? Because no, I haven't. I, I wouldn't expect somebody your age to no. have seen it. Okay. Like, yeah. But it's kind of sad that it's kind I'm of not, a cult thing. Oh, uh, okay. It's it's sad that I I don't expect you to know things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to teach You're him, like, man. Okay. I'm trying to teach no, him as I fast don't as want I you can to because then he doesn't have the patience for a lot of things that we tend to hold nostalgia. Totally just awesome. Don't. Like the original right. Poltergeist, which he hated. Yeah. And or like was totally the Neverending Story. He would probably hate the Neverending Story. I would never let him watch Neverending Story. What's that Say one? my name. <laughs> D- don't what? Don't. Hey, just don't. Okay. Nope. <laughs> yeah, for the, the record, for oh. the record, I didn't like Never Ending Story. 
I did. I, I'm sorry. Jess, we Jess, should be, we go? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so confused. Right Jess now. and I are you, starting our own podcast, <laughs> and it's going to be an 80s fantasy movies. How did you not cry when our text fell? Don't into even. The swamp? Don't even, Jess. I can't. I went to the. I went to uh, see Never Ending so Story times. because Lamal sang the song Never Ending Story. Lamal, of course, the lead singer of Kaja Gugu. <laughs> uh, who, who Bless you. Yeah, who I loved at the time. Uh, really? <laughs> loved that band. I loved I still do. <laughs> Too Shy? Come on. Give it up. Too Shy. Hush. Yeah. I can't hush, even hush, do it. Hush, hush. I do I. Too Shy. 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 Hush, hush. <laughs> uh, I do I. Never it's great. ending story. <laughs> so gay. It's all so gay. And I loved every second of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like I didn't like the Dark Crystal either. Dark Crystal's a little weird. Yeah, the yeah, Dark but Crystal. But Never Ending Story was my childhood. I saw right? Dark Crystal first and Never Ending Story second. I think the Dark Crystal kind of kind of mm. ruined everything. Well, we just want to uh, let the listeners know that Jess and I will stu- soon be starting our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's strictly, oh, we're only going sorry. to be talking about five fantasies, <laughs> fantasy movies from the 80s. Yeah. You know. We'll maybe go into like Secret childhood. of Nim, maybe. Oh my gosh, The Secret of Nim. See? Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks, thanks for entertaining us. Well, you know what's you know what's weird though, I, and maybe you guys can disagree with this. I, I don't know. It seems like I had like the highest hopes for 2016. I still do. Right. I feel very positive. You should. You really should. Yeah. I feel like I've got the world by the tail. I feel like all four of us are just you know we're we're really just going to kill it in 2016. It's going to be fantastic. But it's just been really dark and really negative since New Year's. Have you noticed that? And maybe it's always that way. I, I get a little nuts. I honestly, I get I, even Doctor Matt had to help me. I get a little nuts right after Christmas. Right from Christmas until about spring break, uh, I don't want anybody to be around me. It's just and and always the worst week of my life every year. And I forget every single year is the week right after New Year's. Yeah, I just I just hate it. I can't stand it. I just hide. I don't let it. I don't go out. I think I went out to go to Gordman's. Like one time. <laughs> Gordman's? Yeah. Why? Needed a, a chrome reindeer. <laughs> for next year. Clearanced, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I just see, uh, maybe that's what it is for me, but it just feels like 2016 has gotten off to a very dark, weird start. And I think it, making a murderer had a big part in sorry. that. And, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Well, I didn't make the show. I just told you to watch it. <laughs> oh, and Although I, I didn't find it as depressing as you guys did. I've like finished it. Yeah, and but I was you like, had to listen okay. to us talk about it for like a week before yeah. you actually watched it's it. It's because we have hearts. A week? <laughs> we were to talk about it a lot. <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah, okay. You need a spirit in order for it to be crushed. Okay? All I've had yeah, is, okay. is questions for the past week since we did the last podcast. I've All I've gotten is two questions all week long. Number one. Are you and Jess and Kenny and Spinari going to uh, a new radio station, 105.1? Are we? Be- well, <laughs> no. <laughs> News um, to me. I've, I've, had no, I've had tons and tons and tons of people saying, have you heard this station? Are you guys going? I've heard there's a, there is a rumor that's floating around out there. I don't know who. I don't know where it came from. That we are the, the goblins. I still refer to us as the goblins. That's okay. what we are. Probably are, yeah. yeah. The goblins are all going to 1051. Uh, that is not true. We, I have not had, Kenny, Jess, Spinari have not had any conversations with the people who own that frequency. I, I think it's because it's all dance music. Right. Everybody oh, okay. is assuming that I had something to do with that or was involved in some way, and I, I'm just not. Not that, I'm, well, not that we're not opposed to talking to them, but no. I, we're, I, 
just want to warn you, if you hear a movie critic on that station named Kenneth, don't listen. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's not know. Kenny. It's it's. It might be Kenneth. word for word the same exact review. No, that Kenneth Kenny loves gives, Marvel, but Kenneth yeah. cannot wait for Captain America: Civil War. Anyway, it's not. We're, <laughs> as of right now, please stop asking us about it because I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm being bitchy about it, but it's like it's all day, every day, right? Hey, are you going? Well, basically, going? it's kind of and like, we love you guys, and we will let you know, regardless of what happens in yeah. our lives. The last right? thing I would ever do is not tell you guys if we were going back on the radio. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful that people would immediately think that a dance station comes on. They would immediately think that the goblins are all going there. I'm very flattered. It's very cool, but it's it's all day long. <laughs> all day long, I'm, I'm answering texts and Facebook messages. And, you know, the worst part ever was I had gone through a couple of days of answering these questions from everybody right and then shannon my wife calls me on the way home from the gym wakes me up she's like hey have you heard 105.1 is there a- <laughs> i was like are you shitting me now this is what like you think you wouldn't know <laughs> she's like I, I, well, I just didn't know i know that you were and, and the truth is i have talked to a couple of different radio groups sure, in town sure. about doing a dance station and of course, all of these people are older, and they all looked at me like I had three arms, you know. And now we have a dance station. I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm happy we have a dance station. Yeah, I really do. Same. And and uh, I would very much consider going to it if you know the goblins could go, and they were even interested in us. And right now, no, no one is talking to us at all. So I mean, so no, as, we're not going. Just please tell me they're not like remixing Imagine Dragons. No, right. (laughs) Well, for the longest time, look, for the longest time, that was dance music in Utah. Right. Taylor Swift, Eminem, and remixed Imagine Dragons. Super Saturday Sounds. It's it's remixed Imagine Dragons as opposed to regular. Now it's dance music. Oh, God. You know know what station I could really go for? What's that? A Lamal station. No, no, never ending story. (laughs) Listen, man, I tried tried to have Lamal hair for so long. Just look him up. As you're listening to oh, this, wait. just Google Lamal. It's well, with two on. L's. Hold on. Lamal's a boy? Yeah, he's a dude. <laughs> you didn't know? Okay, I'm pulling him up. Right I now. have to look this up. Hold on. Okay, you look him yeah. up. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Before you look it up, you should probably listen to hear what Neverending Story sounds yeah. like since you don't know. Yes. Uh, just look him up. Really. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the other question that we get asked, that I was getting asked all week long was, uh, do you think Steve Avery is innocent? Uh, from the making of murder because we just did this whole thing last week about right. the making of murder yeah. thing and, and I do think he's innocent for the record. I, I I think he's innocent based on the evidence that I've seen and uh, the the fact that the prosecutors are now coming out and doing media blitzes and things like that, trying to. That's it, Lamal. Yeah, that's oh Lamal. man, yeah, that's Lamal. He's yeah. I wanted that hair so bad. <laughs> wow, I want it now. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a man. <laughs> Ish. It's funny. Ish. After last week's yeah. show, someone asked me the day after we podcasted when I thought he was guilty. Yep. And the day after, I was basically just going to to trial for him, being like, he is so innocent. The cops killed this woman. It could have even been her brother. <laughs> you, you thought it was the cops. I, I did. A, you, I thought yeah, it was you, a Do you super still think it's the cops a, a week later? No, I think it's someone, either him or someone very close to him, and the cops did frame him with evidence because they wanted to put him away for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was his brothers. Right. Things have come out this week 
Um, many of you uh, may not understand or know. Just go watch Making a Murderer. I think it's Steve Avery's brothers. Because there was stuff that came out this week that said that the dad was leaving, was putting the junkyard in his will and was giving it to Steve because he went to jail for so long and the brothers were angry about it. And right. They knew that... The theory is, is they, they knew that if they were to kill this girl and then frame Steve, the cops wouldn't give it a second look. And Well, would, and it's a little weird, like his brother-in-law and his other nephew that were giving testimonies that were trying to like... Well, in the time didn't match up. No, as you'll it notice. didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just weird. I think there are probably four or five real credible suspects that are, that are in my opinion, more credible than Steve Avery is. Yeah. Uh, the girl's roommate, uh, the girl's ex-boyfriend, who right. was a friend yeah. of the roommate. I just guessed her password. I, yeah. don't, I, don't I just know. guessed her. Her sister's birthday or something weird. Steve Avery's two brothers. I think the dad of the nephew that went to jail... Yeah. Uh, I think he was a very credible suspect. He's right. got yeah. a, a bunch of priors, uh, sexually related priors in his in his history and all kinds of stuff. So I think there were a billion other, su- not a billion, but like five, uh, that were better suspects than Steve Avery was. I think they, the police totally botched it, ruined it, and went after the one guy. Like like whoever framed, I think he was framed. I do think he was framed. I bet it was Steve Avery's first wife. You know, I mean, that would be like a true like law and order <laughs> twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That'd be, well, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. No, but you could almost argue that. Now I'm, that I'm going to. I'm going to from now on. Don't don't be that guy. <laughs> you know, it could but you could be, almost do that though. It could almost be the nephew that was trick or treating. The older, the older brother. The older brother. Which, what are you doing trick or treating when you're like 18? Right. 19, yeah. And he's and he was the one that went up there and was like, yeah, you, he asked me if I wanted to help hide the body, when he didn't. Oh yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. That. Yeah, just go watch it's it. Just sweet. Yeah, a lot of people are you know Matt from level twenty two. Uh, right, <laughs> I was I was just a smash burger with Spinari, yeah. just grubbing on food. Wait, you didn't have Matt watch it, did you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come well, on, I, no, I think he did it on his own. I didn't make him do it. He he just. It's not I like, I like we're corrupting him, like, everyone we know. Matt, go do it. All the kids are doing. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I got a text yesterday and it just said innocent. <laughs> no, that was is. all I got from him. He totally is, and I is never, too. and I never thought that the cops actually murdered the girl. I thought, you know, maybe they found her after she'd gone missing, and then just framed it. That's what I thought too. That's what I kind of feel. I don't think that the cops actually killed her. It'll be interesting to see if I. I, I will say this: I don't know if he should be pardoned by the governor. Can't do, the president can't do it, which I think we talked about last week. Right. Uh, Kenny was right; the president can't do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the governor should pardon him, but maybe a new trial. I would think be the order. nephew should be pardoned. So sometimes yeah, I think all the so. way because you. he's like that poor kid, right. man. Yeah. There are times when I'm like, I think, hey, when I get to uh, wherever I go after this life, I want to make sure I can watch the This Is Your Life DVD clip show. Mm-hmm. And and while I'm up there, I'll be like, hey, St. Peter, can I watch like, for example, the Red Sea part? I think that would be really cool to see. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Can I watch this or this happen from history? I think that would be pretty great. Well, now one of my requests is going to be... Did he do it or didn't he did do he it? Did he do it? When <laughs> sure. did Teresa Halbach die and who killed her? Because yes. this is driving me crazy. You're going like, to get up there. And it's going to be like, <laughs> let me see the Red Sea part and w- let me see you, Teresa Halbach die. Oh, totally. That's you know, so stupid. You know I'm what's really cool, was, though? Is that time is so crazy that you could probably watch it at the same time. And I, do you guys like how I said DVD? <laughs> Even like, DVD. like Kevin doesn't have like at least 4K technology <laughs> by now. <laughs> There's got a VHS tape. <laughs> Laser disc. <laughs> It's kind of like when you go to the Playboy Mansion. You go into the Playboy Mansion and everything's still on VCR. Uh, no. everything, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the Playboy Mansion is for sale for $200 million. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. know that. Is it really? But yeah. one of the stipulations is that 
Hugh Hefner still gets to live there. Whoever get, whoever buys it, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Man, no. you just I just can't. The I guy don't, throws good parties. It, it's very old technology in that house, and you're just gonna need a shitload of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I, I. You know, I don't know. Wait, so old technology? Oh, and everything and, is so dirty. And I think Hep C is a given. <laughs> No, no, no. They're not even showing boobies in their magazine anymore. It's fine. So um, I can't even remember where I was going with this. Um, oh, yeah. You get questions, Stephen yeah. Avery, that oh, sort yeah, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, the, but DVD yeah, there's, playlist. There's, there was going to be something else I was going to. Oh, you know who? what I would want to see? Hmm. When I, like the first time. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I actually would like to know. Who killed JFK? Okay. And how did Michael Jackson do that thing with his toes? Oh, the moon yeah. Yeah. No, how he could just go up on his toes like that. You know, he would just kneel and be like, hee hee, and go right up on his toes. <laughs> Hold on. Can you do the Michael Jackson noise one more time? No. <laughs> Please. Hee hee. Hee hee. And I'd want to hang oh. out with Alan Alda for a while. Oh, no, he's still alive. <laughs> okay, so. Is he? Trapper died. Trapper was the one that died. Aww. Yeah, Trapper Wait, was Wait, so that. you'd want to see... The the physics of how Michael Jackson balances on his toes yep. when he does the little slide. Because he's up there. You, I'd, I'd take his Lincoln Logs up to him. And, and, and you'd then, also uh, like to see what? Uh, oh, who killed, killed JFK? JFK? Who killed JFK? Yeah. All right, Spinari. Your I turn. have no clue. Come on. He's 19. He doesn't think about this stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never seen Labyrinth, dude. I, that that would be my thing. He wants to see Labyrinth. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Get up there and watch everyone shut up for a second. Labyrinth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We can stop recording right <laughs> no. now and go watch Labyrinth. And go watch Labyrinth. Or you can wait till you die and I'll say, just wait, so well, God, I never seen I've Labyrinth. I've never seen it. And he's like, well, let's watch it with David Bowie. I think Spinari go, I'm not going anywhere. I have time now. Okay. Now it's just yeah, yeah, aged. Okay. Yeah. That's preposterous, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love you for it. <laughs> Thank you. What would you like to see? Name anything in the history of this planet that you'd like to see. <laughs> Labyrinth? Labyrinth. I've never seen it, so... And then you're like, oh hey, gosh. young Jennifer Connelly, pretty hot. I do know, I was working with a company, I'm not going to name names here because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Okay. I had a friend who owned a company, and he appointed a guy, he brought this guy in and gave him a really big title and said, look, as part of your package, uh, go pick you out a car. I, it's, I mean, that's a huge honor. Right. This is yeah. a very generous CEO, good friend of mine. He said, go pick yourself out a car. He said, well, what kind of car do I have to go pick out? And he goes, any car you want. Just go pick out a car. What? Which, he could go buy a Lambo. Right. I, I was there. I was yeah. like, he can go buy any car he wants. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's what? the way we like to do things at this company. He can go pick out anything he wants. He came back with a Taurus. <laughs> no. I'm, this is no joke. This Spinari's is like three years Taurus. ago. This is hey. not that long. It's like, <laughs> hey, came back like- with a Taurus. And everybody just stood there slack jawed. He's like, look at my new car. <laughs> and he was so proud of it. Uh, having owned what? a Taurus, <laughs> what? Oh, that is why Spinari is that guy. <laughs> oh, no, and that's yeah. uh, kind of drives me crazy because that's like pure humility to pick a Taurus, and that yeah. is you in a way. <laughs> I want to watch Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth. I, yeah. On, and I want to have a tape deck in my Taurus. <laughs> I don't get people. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So anyway, um, well, hold on. We got to ask oh, Jess. We yeah, got to ask Jess. William Wallace. What happened to William Wallace? Yes. Like when he got just, his testes cut off? No. Or when they <laughs> Quit playing with me testes. <laughs> you when know that's in the, the hookup is bum. I, actually, William Wallace is like one of my ancestors. 
Oh, True really? story. Yeah. Is that right? Some back cool. where somewhere. Yeah. And I'd also want to see the Revolutionary War because I've always loved the Revolutionary okay. stuff. So I like George Washington. George Washington's one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Like which sure. moment? Just cool scenes in yeah. battles. I'm like, watch. I I like want to watch George Washington like crossing the Delaware. I'm like, I want to see that one. And just go and see all these cool. I got the, D Day would be pretty cool. D Day would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I will say that I got thrown out of Buckingham Palace once, and <laughs> um, I have the picture. The pictures are on like Instagram and Facebook. You can go check them out. Uh, where I'm being hauled out in cuffs by a couple of bobbies who had guns, <laughs> machine guns actually. What? Bobbies don't normally do that. They did there though. Uh, and do you th- I just yeah. I just was like George Washington. That's just what I was screaming. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> George Washington! And the cop was like, he's a traitor, you wanker. <laughs> George Washington! <laughs> I gave him tickets to my show. They came. It was fine. He's fine. Okay. They were kind enough to post for pictures as they were pulling me out of Buckingham Palace with no shoes on. I don't want to get into it. I've got the picture. I'll show you right now. He's a traitor. I just, I was screaming, George Washington! Because he's one of the coolest people in history. Totally. I love him. Okay, not so now it's David Bowie thing. in the labyrinth, which Aww. I have not seen. Do you think you'd be kicked out of heaven if you were there? Like, you can watch anything you want, and you're like, Kate Beckinsale in the shower. <laughs> Do you think you'd be kicked out of heaven? No, you just have to go to the Telestial Kingdom. <laughs> Dang it. I'll take it. <laughs> you'd have to go down a kingdom, I think. It sounds kind of fun. Or the tur- I don't know which one is which, right. but it, it's one of Whatever them. it is. Yeah. Worth it. So, all right. So but let's then you get lose back all on- your movie watching privileges worth it i don't know how we wound up here <laughs> oh hey guess what weird place yes kenny this show is just weird i think we're all excited that's why we're kind of talking over little each bit, other a little bit so i'm at work today yes and i'm in a management meeting so very proper mm-hmm. and we're just talking about whatever at the end of the meeting and someone mentions powerball how it's up to 1.5 billion dollars mm-hmm. yeah and I sit there and I go, man, I tell you what, I would I would totally go to Idaho right now and go get some tickets. And kidding around, mm-hmm. all of a sudden people started handing me 20s. Say, go, go. They're go, like, go. hey, go right now. Kenny, like, you want us yeah. to buy you one next time we go to Idaho? No, seriously. Because we always buy lottery tickets every See, time I've never, we go. I've never really bought them. And so I was kind of kidding around like, yeah. I'll be the guy to go to Malad. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone's <laughs> like, no, you, you, should, you should go to Evanston. You should go to Evanston. And I'm like... Well, I kind of have a movie tonight that I don't want to miss. And Malad's only like two closer, hours. No, Malad's no, it's like an hour and a half. It is. Malad They're both about an hour and a half. Uh, okay. okay. And so I was like, I don't know. And everyone was starting to get kind of mad because I brought this up. They're like, no, go. You should go and get us tickets. And I'm like, well, I You're just, just dumb. Why'd you do that? You, you well, know, people are oppressed in this state. So the thing is, I'm taking a half day at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I got to get you some money. I was given permission. I knew you'd ask. Yeah. I was Kevin, given permission. Kevin will give you some too. I was given permission to take, I, I'm not even taking time off. They said, count it as work. Mm-hmm. Here is, and we have about a dozen people in the pot, because that's what I'm getting tickets for in the sure. pot. Okay. A dozen people in the pot, and people, they, it's basically a, yeah. It never works, man. I've seen enough Springer and Mori Povich to know that never works. Well, the great thing is, and it, it's obviously not going to work, but everyone in management is involved. So if we each win, and it would be about a hundred after taxes, about a hundred and forty million dollars each, um, all of us would quit, and there would be no management where we work anymore. <laughs> that's true. And then we'd all start dying off one by one, mm-hmm. like we get murder- murdered and stuff. You know, that's what would happen, right? I yeah. found myself this week going, okay, what would you do? Seriously, what would you do? 
Yeah, and I think I don't think there's a man, woman, or child listening to this right now that hasn't gone. Well, geez, what would I do with all that? Money? Right. Well, we what lost last week, so. Yeah, I've played it before. It's Thanks fun. I've, I've maintained. For, <laughs> I've maintained so. for years and years. I wish Utah would be a part of this. It's just dumb that we're not. Um, there's a lot of tax benefits. There's a lot. It, the idiot tax. You know, you, you gas somebody five cents a gallon of gas, they go crazy, but they'll right. gladly plunk down two bucks for a lottery ticket. Yeah. No, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, everyone's saying $1.5 billion, that is so much. But the thing is, I think it's people have already paid $2.5 billion for yeah. tickets. Yeah. So they're already making a billion on top, plus half of whatever you win will be taxed. Yeah. So that's yeah. taxes upon taxes upon whatever tax, it's, it's or whatever money you give away. It's a source of revenue for any state that, right. that has yeah. it. and. Uh, I think it's just kind of foolhardy. I think it's kind of dumb to think that we're not so responsible with our money to know that we have to be responsible with our money. Right. Does that make sense? I just say I, it's just I, I. Well, I think part of the people reason in is, the state freak me out sometimes because it's like let us play. The lottery is a great source of revenue for any state, and but we have so many kids in this so state. Mormon. I I I know. Yeah. I, I know. But it's, where do you think? I, Wyoming and Idaho get most of their revenue for their lottery from. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. from it's from here. Exactly. So, well, listen, I, I think it is good not to have restrictions but to know that maybe like I don't know, people gamble online anyways, right? But yeah. I do think people get addicted to whatever it may be. And sometimes it may be a good barometer to try something like this to see if you're addicted. But, you know, I don't know if like having all these options and like vices to make you addicted is a great thing. Uh, I, I like it. I like it random. Like you go up to Idaho and make it an adventure to go get yeah. a ticket. It's it, See, it is. It's I don't know. And for us, like it's every time we go and visit Kevin's parents, we'll put like twenty bucks on the Powerball and right. Like you know, buy a few scratch cards while we're there. Like win two bucks or something. Spent a lot of time in states, Massachusetts and uh, Southern California specifically. Lived in both those places and yeah. Um, would like the day the Powerball came out, I'd grab like. 10, 15 bucks for the Powerball tickets, and that was it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the vast majority of people. And I think we've won like that's 10 fun. bucks on it. <laughs> Woo. I, I did win. We paid off a ticket. I think I won like 35 bucks once. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's fun. What would you do with that money? Have you thought about it? Uh, I would buy a modest home, basically where I live now. Uh-huh. Um, but, and by modest, I mean like a $400,000 house. Okay. Sure. Uh, I would... Uh, man, that's pretty much it. Spinari? <clears throat> Uh, a really nice car, right? Uh, a big, you know, nice home. Mm-hmm. A saber tooth tiger, <laughs> sure. You and would. and that would be about it. You, you'd have one cloned. Yeah, we'll I would. a saber tooth tiger. Out of yeah. all the things to clone, you picked the saber tooth tiger. And then he'd watch Labyrinth with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, do you, <laughs> I made a big mistake though because we were talking afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to make sure to collect all the money from you guys." And I was talking to two of my. Like upper upper managers who were involved in this, they yeah. each put in five dollars to get tickets. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, what would you do?" And I said, "Well, I'd probably buy this place where I work." And then because I'm an idiot and I don't Why would think you about do that. No, I, I was kidding around. I oh, go, okay. I'd buy this place and uh, I would make sure that I have the same job with the same meager salary. And I was like, "Because I'm an idiot." And then I go, and then I'd finally start making some good decisions around here. <laughs> To my two upper management bosses, and I go, "Oh no! You are, you are, what, what no. the hell were you this thinking?" Is, by the way, this is everyone around me because I got lotto crazy. Everyone around me goes, "You got lotto drunk." Everyone goes, "Oh!" And then my my boss goes, uh, "Open mouth, insert foot." And then we yeah. all start laughing, and I ran away to the bathroom. 
And then you ran at the Cheeto. I peed a little. Cheeto's up to weigh in on. He's grabbing cords right. and he's yeah. So uh, yeah, I got. I I was like acting like I was already a millionaire, and I'm like, see so, you later. So now, Kenny. So now, Kenny, you have to win the lottery because pretty <laughs> soon, otherwise you'll have a job. No, uh, Jess, what would you do? Um. Well, pay off all of our debts. Buy sure. a nice house. Mm-hmm. I'd probably pay off all my parents' debts, so you know they could live and be happy. Cool. Yeah. Just kind of live the life I want. You got to be careful about right. paying off the debts, though. I've seen a few sports documentaries. One yeah. called "Broke," specifically about how these guys just make millions of dollars and then buy everything for everyone, mm-hmm. and in one year lose all of their money. My parents. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. All you cousins, you don't get nothing. You know what I think I would probably do? I think, uh, much like you guys, I would probably give most of it away. But I would grab people like you, Kenny, and you, Jess, and and of course, my, my awesome son, and extended family. And I would go, here is a massive chunk of money. You are signing this paper saying, I'm not giving you one more damn dime. Don't add. Don't, yeah. don't even ask. When it's gone, it's gone. You're signing this well, in front of a lawyer right now. I, I thought about uh, That would be great. I'll take your money. Uh, sure you would. <laughs> I thought sure about this as I was driving home and thinking that, yes, I'm going to win the lotto tomorrow. Uh, I basically was like, yes, I quit my job. Either I go to an island and write a book or I buy a studio and we record a podcast every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, it'd be it'd be exactly. it'd be fun. I I love doing this. I wouldn't I wouldn't stop doing this. Right. I would Not, do this probably on a bigger scale. I wouldn't work anymore, but yeah. I would sure do this. Yeah, I would definitely fund this and put the level of marketing and tech into it that that I feel it deserves mm-hmm. um, for the people who are kind enough to listen to it and everything else. I'd still keep doing this. I love doing this. Same. Love it. And then people would just hate you because you have 100 and or seven hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. right? And you're still goofing off doing this. Yeah. Did you ever like play that game where you have a piece of paper and you're like, okay, you have a million dollars. What do you buy? And you sit there and like subtract it. It's so impossible to like spend it. You're like, oh, I want to buy a house. Like, oh, just no, no, no. Let okay. me tell you. Yeah. It's, okay. It, it's <laughs> it's got to be okay. easy, it's right? It's quite possible to spend a million dollars. Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying, you'd be surprised at how fast. <laughs> Four or five million dollars can go. It's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> what just happened? Right. I hate my life. Uh, it's yeah. You gotta you gotta be careful. It, it goes away real quick. I gotta go let my cat out. <laughs> you, gotta, you, know, Cheeto. you gotta let your cat out. I don't think Cheeto wants to leave. He, I think no. he's one of the gang now. Right. Welcome back. He's like the moment is Hi, passed. Cheeto. I'm hey, Cheeto's buddy. pet. Cheeto owns me, by the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not the other way around. As with most cats. Ugh. So yeah, I'll be in Evanston tomorrow morning. I'm gonna grab you some money. Okay. Me too. And you know what? I think I would be very, very careful about. I would definitely be one of those people that won the lottery, and I would go hire a lawyer to go collect it, and no one would actually see me. Okay. I wouldn't okay. be the guy standing there with the big check and the big foam hat. And, right. You know, <laughs> that come, wouldn't be me. Come murder me. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, hey, this is great. No, yeah. I would not be that guy at all. And I would open up uh, trust funds for my kids that they couldn't open until they were 18 years old. Smart. With go. millions of dollars Smart. in it. I, yeah. would, I would totally pollute uh, all of the young people in my family so that they're totally, totally messed in the head like the... Uh, Kardashian kids. Yeah, that's a good plan. I trust you. I'm going to make your life so insanely easy that you're miserable over the over the fact that you broke your sunglasses. I, don't know I would just I would just pull. Hey, hey, you can have the most liked picture on Instagram ever. Yep. Go make your sex tape. Here's some money. 
<laughs> so, Spinari, good luck. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be no, ruined. Spinari wouldn't be that kid. He'd just go buy a copy of Labyrinth. And a saber-tooth tiger. <laughs> I mean, it. yeah. And that's it. Right. <laughs> He's the guy in Ocean's Eleven who didn't spend all of his money. Remember that one guy? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was like, I've got all my money. And they're like, what? He's like, I've been living with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally me. <laughs> Well, so, I'll just be sitting here making you're music. You're bragging about it. Hanging out with you guys. and Right. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's awesome. It yeah, really is. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we've shown that we're just all for a bunch of dumbasses. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kenny at the top of the list. I'd buy this place. <laughs> make some good decisions. I'd fire my bosses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know, moron. That was really dumb. I don't know. It's like maybe they I'm could be, be thinking about that for days. I wanted to cry. <laughs> so did you try and pass it off like a joke, or what did you do? I, just... I, I ran. I ran away. Did you really? And I was like, "Wasn't that funny?" Well, that's what he does. You know that. Yeah. You away. need like that guy that JD has mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what's on Scrubs? Scrubs. Oh. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, okay, so um, wh- what else do we have here? Do we have anything? We have else? a few movies, and I know you want to oh, see Star Wars. stop! Talk. Okay. Stop! Okay. Ahmed Best has spoken. Who's um, who, what? who? I uh, Ahmed Best has released an official statement. Okay. Um, he will refuse. He absolutely refuses to ever play Jar Jar Binks again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Came out right before we recorded the show. Oh, I'm going to miss him Best so much. Has, he has spoken. He has announced to the world, I refuse to play Jar Jar Binks again. Damn it. I don't know that anyone would ever ask him to, but he just Spinari in case. Would, like, I, I love Jar Jar. I did, and I was four years old. Day without you, my friend. Uh, a lot of the Star Wars people have come out um, from the sucky Star Wars movies and have said, Star Wars ruined my life. Jake Lloyd, Natalie Portman is is one of the newest ones. Star Wars ruined my career, she says. Uh, and then Ahmed Best has said, "I will never play Jar Jar Binks again." Because <laughs> um, people, because that's what they know him for. Do you? Uh, I, I it's it's rare that somebody says something in the media and leaves me just kind of stunned. Do you think some website was like, <laughs> okay, we want clickbait? Obviously, Star Wars is big news. Let's go interview Jar Jar Binks. Hey, are you going to be in another Star Wars movie? He's like, no, probably not. He'll never be in Star Wars again. <laughs> I think I read this on foxnews.com. I think this was a very credible what? Fox News clickbait. Right. I, I, Ahmed Bass says, I will never, I refuse to play Jar Jar Binks again. As though that somebody, well, somewhere, um, Mickey Mouse has called him and said, hey, Hey, we want you to play Jar Jar Binks You again. know the theory that Jar Jar is a Darth, right? No, that's so yeah. dumb. He is a dark <laughs> no, lord. No, you talked about that in the last time. No. <laughs> no, but what if like Disney was like, hey, episode nine, it's going to shock the, the socks off people if all of a sudden your Darth uh, Gollum or whatever his name was, Supreme Lord uh, Smoke. Snape. Snoke? Snape. Snape. Wasn't it yeah. Snoke? Snoke? Snape. Supreme Chancellor Snooki? Snape. Snooky, right? Snooky, Snooky? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Who looks the same. All I know, all I know <laughs> is looks that... Looks the same? All I know is that all of these guys have come out and said, even the Mythbusters, who um, a lot of those guys, Adam and Jamie, those guys on Mythbusters, came out and said, yeah, that movie, those movies sucked. Yes, we worked on them. We did a lot of the models and uh, the pod racers and all that kind of stuff. But man, those movies were terrible. They were just awful. George really screwed up. Well, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, whose career was not ruined, 
Because no. he's Samuel L. Jackson. Right. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't care for the new new movie at all. He doesn't like the new movie. He doesn't. Really? He says, oh, they made a movie. Well, he was a huge Star Wars fan. That's why he, he wanted was. to be in the prequels to begin with, because he loved the, the the franchise. Right. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it. A lot of orthodox Star Wars fans didn't like it. It's true. And, and I will say uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You have to say his full name. You can never say Jackson or Samuel. No, no it's like one of the uh, the Quorum of the Twelve. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Oh, the there's so many things running through my. Uh-huh. So too many, many mother effing white guys uh-huh. on this mother effing pulpit. See, I'm going. I'm not going to heaven anymore. You would just get up there. They wouldn't be able to raise or lower that beehive platform. Right. To get the mic level right. Then he would just grab it. He'd pull it out. He'd say something, drop the mic, and then leave. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson presiding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I never knew how much I wanted this in my repent! life. Repent! <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> he wouldn't just say repent either. Nope. <laughs> Y'all need to find Jesus. Drop the mic. Does this need to happen? This yes. devotional was brought to you by Ronald C. and K. Gunnell. <laughs> on KBYU. Only if Jay Gordon Levitt can be in the presidency of the 70s. Oh, yeah, you know G. Gordon Levitt. Right. Yep. He'd be there. This all needs to happen. The Eccles Foundation. What the hell has happened to this podcast? (laughs) I think it's your fault now. No, it's not. (laughs) You were talking about Samuel L. Jackson. It's too late. It's way too late. A lot of the uh, a lot of the people, I think a lot of the actors from the original, the prequels, uh, not the original Star Wars movies, but the prequels, are mad because this movie is re- being received so well. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a little bit of sour grapes. Natalie Portman's well, mad. Uh, Ahmed Best look, is clearly mad. They're all mad because they had a, a terrible experience. I mean, Ewan McGregor, who is a great actor, who honestly did his best, Alec Guinness. I think he was told to act that way, yeah. he, honestly. And he, he did a terrible job. He hated being... Uh, like 90, 99% of the time uh, behind a green or in front of a green screen. Right. He couldn't do it. He didn't love they it. They didn't like it. Hayden Christensen didn't like it either. Which yeah. is probably why uh, Ewan McGregor came back to to void to add a very small. I'm surprised he did come back this one. to this. Right. Because well, there, was a, there was some anger there. That's like a day of showing up to the studio, saying something and driving away. It wasn't even a day. In fact, I think they said he rolled up on his motorcycle, walked into the sound booth. He was there five minutes and left and didn't get paid. Really? I think he just rolled Perfect. in, did it, and left. Ray. Yeah. And then and then was gone, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, anyway, so we, I, we're done with that. I'm sorry. We talk, we've talked a lot about Star Wars over the right. past little bit, but I just wanted to let you know that... that Jar Jar, no! Should, should Jar Jar make an appearance, it's going to have to be played by somebody else. He Man. refuses to But how will they CGI him so well? <laughs> See Thomas Howell presiding <laughs> this meeting. Yeah. I never got the initial thing. Can I just... I don't... Whatever. It, it's, I don't get it. It's dignified. No, it's not. Right? No. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. James F. Chunga. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so movies. Did you watch movies? I did. did you, I saw did one you, tonight, Do you have actually. movies to review? What did, what did you see? Okay, well, let's, say, let's start with last week's movie. Uh, this came out, uh, you know, this past Friday. But I got I to gotta bring it up because... I've mentioned her many times on the show mm. and how you guys have ruined her for me. <laughs> oh, Natalie Dormer. <laughs> Natalie Dormer. Yeah. yeah. You guys are a-holes. 
pretty much. She reminds me of my biology teacher when I was in 10th grade, Mr. Shut Harvey. up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we were totally Googling her at the pool the other day. Googling. Yeah. Me and my friend, I'm like, hey, hey, Ben, what do you think of Natalie Dormer? And he's like, eh. I'm no. like, look at these hook mouth pictures. No, she's honestly. She's got a bent upper mandible. Because <laughs> I think she's attractive, but they, actually that happened last week too. Someone's like, wait, who is she? And they started looking her up. I'm all, don't Google her. Don't Google her. <laughs> No, listen, Natalie Dormer is hot. She's gorgeous, she, so beautiful on camera. But when you see her in person, I've had her in the studio uh, back during Tudors. She she came into the studio and um, as Anne Boleyn, she was so attractive and, yeah. and very. I just I can't imagine anybody Seductive. else playing Anne Boleyn now right. after seeing her in that character. Whenever I pick up a history book, or Spinari and I were watching a documentary on. Um, one of the residences of King Henry VIII, mm-hmm. which is still okay. in existence, and you can still see the carvings to Anne Boleyn that they made in the up in the eaves and things like that in this place. Uh, really, really cool. And in my mind, it's always Natalie Dormer playing Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Right. Having met her, after seeing her on camera and how striking she is and how gorgeous she is, then you see her in person and you're kind of like... <laughs> okay, they no. The angles, I, right? I had a hard time making eye contact with her because it kind of freaked me out. Quit saying that no, because, it's true. like, I still, it's something about her. I don't care about the hook mouth. I will kiss one side of that mouth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> kind of like the sewing lady on PBS. Mm-hmm. She's got kind of the crook mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sewing lady? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does the brown nun. <laughs> the, the brown. What? She's on PBS, too. The brown <laughs> nun? Yep. The brown nun. Go look her up. Is that racist? No. She's white, but she wears a brown outfit. And they call her the brown nun. Just go check it out. She's right. kind of she's kind of like Mr. Harmon. Mr. Harmon got kicked by a donkey, and so part of his mouth was paralyzed. And maybe she and did so, too. And you guys are all making fun of her. And here she's a movie star. I am not and- making fun of her. She's a billion gazillionaire, and everybody loves her. It's just it was a little weird having her in the studio. There's a couple of people that were just strikingly gorgeous. That when I saw them in person, it was just it was almost painful to look at them because they were so pretty. Right. One yeah. of those people was Christina Aguilera when I met her. Um, In what era did you meet her? uh, The Pirates of the Caribbean 2 premiere, so this would be 2006. So she was still looking okay. Beautiful. Right. A stunning, stunningly beautiful. Uh, Gwen Stefani is another one of these women. Right. Um, Let's see. uh, Jane Seymour, actually. Uh, Yeah. Jane Seymour was so beautiful in person, it was uncomfortable. Um, Juliet uh, Huddy. No, not Juliet Huddy. She was on Fox News. What's what's the uh, what's the uh, check on Dancing with the Stars? With oh, her? Huff, Huff, Julianne Huff, Julianne Huff. Yeah, I met her. Uh, really, really pretty. Jess, the really first pretty. time I met Jess. Jess, what? Definitely Jess. Stop. Like, at the Baron Woolen Mills. No, but there are a couple of I people. I think she's like wearing that. moon boots at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she had a retainer. <laughs> Basically, Katy Perry from that and one. She video. was flatulent. She kept apologizing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't blame Kenny's IBS on me, okay? Oh, yeah, that like, was Kenny. Yeah. No, listen. Because yeah. you just kept yelling, <laughs> I Jess! I know. You really like, yell like, my Jess, name I don't know you, but... <laughs> Jess. Anywho. <laughs> what is this podcast about? N- I have no idea what Natalie, you're... D- Natalie Dormer was not one of those people. When you saw her on camera, it was great. There were there have been a lot of people that I've seen in person that photograph very, very well, right. but when you see them in person, they kind of creep you out a little bit. Well, that's... A, but the thing is, I am attracted to unique faces, and I know that her kind of unique is is striking maybe in a bad way, mm-hmm. 
But I don't know. I, Why did you bring up Natalie Dormer anyway? Because she's in a movie I'm about to review. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry. yeah. The movie. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a movie. <laughs> but first, I want to talk about how you guys ruined my perception <laughs> of, Natalie of one Dormer. of my former top five women. So she's not in your top five anymore. You guys ruined it. She's like 11 now. <laughs> I hate you all for it. She's like 11? Yeah. She's dropped off. She's dropped all the way to 11? Yes. Because you show me that damn picture of Kermit's new girlfriend next to Natalie Dormer. He'll never forgive me for doing that. No, like, I'm stewing. I was really proud of that, actually. You shouldn't be. And it's not like she looks like a Muppet. They probably based the Muppet off her because she's so attractive that they're like, Kermit's new girlfriend is a spicy little pig. Ah. <laughs> Hate you guys. Didn't you meet her? I thought you met her. No, I wouldn't. I, I'd be a puddle right now. Really? Still. For, for some reason, I thought you did at one of the, uh, the conventions or something like that. No. No, no. she was supposed she to come. And but then, then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Ah, so Natalie Dormer yes. is in a movie called The Forest. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you about The Forest. It is such a great concept slash real thing that you could base so many stories off. So at the foot of Mount Fuji in Japan, yeah. there is a forest called the Ashikoga or something like it's that. It's the Suicide Forest. The Suicide Forest. Okay, yeah. you know, well, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. And there's a documentary you can watch about this guy going through, uh, going on a hike, and he can see people like hung and you know find their remains and stuff like that because people mm-hmm. go here. And I didn't know this till I researched about the movie because the movie really made me want to uh, research it. Mm-hmm. Is that Japan has a crazy high suicide rate? Yeah. Japan wide, yeah, they're very um, oppressed, emotionally repressed, right. and they're overworked. And so there's yeah. as the result of this is um, honor deaths, in, right? In their opinion, they're and and so many of them commit suicide, and yeah. many of them uh, go to this forest mm-hmm. to take care of themselves, and it's generally by hanging themselves. Mm-hmm. And right. so this movie kind of exploits that. That's why Godzilla doesn't come around anymore. Yeah, he's dead. No. <laughs> did, he he's just like, he's like, did he turn on the car in the garage? He's like, no, he's watching. Godzilla. No, he's just. <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall. He's sitting in his Altima in the garage. For his stories. Where are you going to that? This show is crazy. I'm just saying that he doesn't need to come kill all of them anymore. Uh, because they're all the, going to the forest. His therapist is like, tell me about your Mothra. Huh? Huh? Right? <laughs> I don't. Right? And he, he's Maybe like, we should try recording these at like nine in the morning. <laughs> right. yeah. And he's like, I saw this 1998 movie with Matthew Broderick, and I just can't take it anymore. Why? The way they view me is they so to terrible. My legacy. Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm just going Wait, back so to the what suicide. about Godzilla? I'm just saying he doesn't come there anymore because there's nobody to kill. Everybody oh. goes to the suicide oh, forest. Oh, okay. It was a bad joke, and I'm sorry. Well, it turned into a really weird tangent. <laughs> I know it did. I did. Godzilla sitting in his Ultima slash Taurus. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette with some gin. <laughs> What's Godzilla's son's name? The know. one that flies on his tail that hits the ground and then is able to fly? Uh, uh, Caleb. <laughs> I can't remember what it's. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it works so well. Caleb Zilla. Oh, 
Gojira, Gojira. Caleb. Yes, it's the the giant beast. Caleb. He tries to re- he's trying to rebel against his father by getting some koi fish tattoos. <laughs> You're not my real dad. I'm not going to BYU. I'm going to the U and getting koi fish tattoos. I'm going to rebel. Oh, I'm crying right now. All right. So, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Caleb. Caleb the mythical beast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> But then he just sees people, and instead of like, ah, like he's just like, sup. So instead of like eating radio, uh, radioactive material or whatever, uh-huh. he is like smoking like radio, radioactive vapes. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just doing? vapes. <laughs> E-cigs. And he's got like a big, huge toque on his head. <laughs> okay, so... Caleb Zilla. So anyway, so Natalie Dormer's in this movie. Oh, she is. She so definitely sorry. is. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so in this movie, Natalie Dormer plays one of two twins, and she is kind of like this uptight twin who's always taking care of her other twin, uh-huh. but she and her twin, they are total empaths. So is it like the parent trap where she plays both twins? Yes, yeah, like basically. Like Tom Hardy? Yeah, but she okay. only plays the other twin kind of in flashbacks and barely. Oh, I see, okay. But okay. she's an empath. And empathic. So, right. Okay. Anytime someone feels pain or some sort of stress, the other person feels it too. Yes. And so she knows that her sister is in Japan, and she feels that she's being chased in this forest. So this girl, Sarah, goes to the forest to get her sister. Meanwhile, everyone there is like, no, 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 no. You're not going to that forest. Mm-hmm. Your Suicide si- forest. Your really sister went to kill herself. Yeah. yeah, We'll find her body. We'll send it to you. Please don't go in there yep. because these Yurai, which is the angry spirits in the forest, yes. yeah. will t- uh, make use of your sadness, play tricks on your mind, and make you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the mythology of this movie. Okay. And so she gets a guide. She goes into the forest, and basically it's like, we can only go there during the day to find your sister. Yeah. You can't be here during the night because we know you're sad about your sister. Uh-huh. And basically it and all goes a, yeah, downhill from there. Sure. Sweet. Um, and I went into this movie kind of like, well, this will suck. It's the first movie of the year. Yeah. See, well, that's what I was talking about at the beginning of this show. Right. Everything's really dark and kind of gruesome right now. Right. Have you noticed? Everything. Um. And in this movie, there was some pretty bad CG. Honestly, this movie should have been made when The Ring and The Grudge were made, because mm-hmm. that's when the J-horror was huge. Yeah. Right. And this movie, especially with the effects that are pretty basic, mm-hmm. would have actually been a very good movie right around The Grudge-type level. Uh-huh. Um, a good friend of mine was the star of The Grudge too. Yeah. Ariel Kebble, uh-huh. uh, who is a very good friend of mine. Great. Uh, I remember her saying she had just... We were working on a film... Uh, Forever Strong, actually, uh, right after she did The Grudge. Okay. And she was like, yeah, this is going away. Yeah. This is probably going to be the end of the J-horror. Right. This is around The Grudge, too. She was like, I got really lucky because The Grudge was really popular. This one's going to be really popular, and then it's just going to go away. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. So this one should have been released then. It would have got a lot more publicity, and uh, people would have really liked it. As I'm watching this movie, halfway through, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't hate this. I really don't hate this. Uh, the, it's a first-time director. Hmm. This, I will say the CG is really awful, but when he doesn't use CG, like creepy ladies in the hallway, mm-hmm. like even when there were jump scares and I saw them coming, I still jumped. I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay, that's good because I, I do have this theory that it, bad CG, actually good story, mm-hmm. good yeah. writing, good acting can override bad CG. Yeah. Uh, I look at Tron. Uh, I love right. the movie Tron, the, the redo of Tron. 
And the CG was a little tough to take the first time you see it, but the story is so good when you watch it now, I don't even right. think about the CG at all. Either. Right. Um, I think you can override bad CG if you've got a good film. I'll say this. If, if every, all the other elements in the film. The writing, good. especially for the first half hour, is pretty atrocious. Like, mm-hmm. you're just cringing. The CG is bad, but the whole element of the forest and her getting lost in the forest makes up for it. The, and that's why this oh, movie, wow, okay. for me, is right in the middle, which is fine for a horror movie. It gets a well, C. Well, especially this time of year, too. Like, it's a C movie, and I'm like... And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like 12%, which is way too harsh for this kind of movie. Yeah. It's a C. And honestly, rent this movie, and you'll be like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Okay. But it really should have come out in 2003. Um, is Natalie Dormer, is she not ready to carry a film? Is that part She's of the She's fine for a film like this. Honestly, okay. there is, there's a, not a lot sitting on her shoulders for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I was fine watching her. Okay. Still like her. <laughs> yeah, jerks. By the way, for those of you uh, Game of uh, that are huge fans of Game of Thrones, they have just wrapped. And Natalie Dormer. On the new season? Yeah. Okay. They're done filming the new season, which comes out April 24th, 25th. 25th? Yeah. Uh, comes out really quick. Natalie Dormer did let something slip that she spent most of her time on this season shooting in Spain. Uh, so it's safe to assume that she's out of the prison that she was in at the end of the last season. and So she's going to Dorn? And that's the, that's that's kind of what it's looking like. Okay. So she travels for whatever reason. She travels. I think she's going to be more of a central figure in this upcoming season. So I'm right with that. Natalie Dormer fans, Kenny included, more more Maybe Natalie she'll Dormer. Go up to Game number nine, you jerks. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. So I also saw a movie just tonight. Uh, yeah. It's the instead of giving getting uh, Powerball tickets. Yeah. I saw Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi by Michael Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is a hiss and a byword. Every time I come on the show and I'm like, we've got another Transformers movie. Oh, Michael Bay is... Uh, I know a lot of people love to hate on Michael Bay. I don't think he's it's a... It's ter- fun. I don't think he's a terrible filmmaker. I, I think he just really... He, he To me, he kind of has the attitude, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Right. Um, I've seen grass. I think that's okay, though. I've seen grass where they're like, look, the number of explosions in a movie directly affects how much money the movie makes. So, like, explosions everywhere. People like explosions, well, look, right? He, yeah. He's profitable. He knows what he's doing. I don't like the Transformers movies, they're but I don't atrocious. hate Michael Bay. Yeah. Well, I don't hate him like a lot I'll of tell people. you the Michael Bay movies I like. The Rock, The Island, mm-hmm. Armageddon in, the, in its time. Oh, sure. In its time. The Rock's a great movie. The Rock is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a good movie. And I really I, anybody, like anybody who has a problem with The Rock, it's like, I think you're taking yourself a little bit too seriously. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. So this one I was pretty wary of because, well, Benghazi is a very sensitive issue um, that directly affects Hillary Clinton right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people will go into this movie hating it for that reason. And a lot of people. Oh, go so in, you think that it's a, well, okay. And vice versa. I don't like agenda films, typically. I don't like agenda films. Uh, but this is a true story. It is a and true story. And as I understand it, the there were three or four of the operators that were actually there on the ground in Benghazi helped with the script, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get any more truthful than that. It, you know? it is actually... You know, I want to do a little bit more research on what's true about it. Because sure. it does claim to be a true, true story. Yeah. Uh, but and it does stay very bipartisan most of the time. There are a few heavy-handed things, which is basically like no one's coming to help us. Yeah, we tried, and no one's coming to help us. And they say that about four times, and you're like, "Yeah, we get it. We act. I, I know the story, 
and yeah. no one came to is help that, you Is guys. that a little annoying for you in the movie? Uh, by the fourth time they said it, yeah. Because you, you understand that they are SOL. Like yeah. they're on their own. So was it annoying? Or do you think that the that the the decisions were made within the context of the film to make it annoying? No, because a lot of times they'll make the pace of a, a film genuinely painful for you to watch because they want to show you what the characters well, are feeling at the same no, time. No, they actually keep it just bipartisan enough that they're not going to bug too many people. It is clear, and honestly, even by showing soldiers have machismo, mm-hmm. that's going to rub people the wrong way. Well, you saw it with a bunch of critics. Right. Critics are super very liberal. Let's just put super it out there. liberal. Right. Yeah. And, and I know a lot whole. of them hate it. You know, they're like, it's Call of Duty on the big screen. But the thing is, it's like, we can't just be armchair critics going, oh, yeah, well, I can criticize you all you want, all I want. And, you know, all these soldiers. Well, that's one of the things that I hate about lives. critics. Because right. um, well, it's one of the things that I hate about far left people is that soldiers are are constantly bad people for some unknown reason i don't get that i i don't understand i again i don't want to get on my soapbox but but somebody who makes the sacrifice and makes the choice to serve the country in which they were born and live and their families uh have benefited so greatly from why is that person a bad person or why is that person uh, well, I, I mean, a, a lot spawns from last year. The uh, Chris Kyle movie, American Sniper, right. came out, and honestly, it did paint him as like almost like a god complex sort of thing because it's right. taken from his book. Right. But he kind of became hated for the same reasons. Yeah, and there, you know, there that movie kind of had some a lot of issues. I'll say that mm-hmm. I don't think this movie shares those issues because it is basically like, hey, there's no story here. Let's follow John Krasinski, who mm-hmm. is basically he just came into uh, Libya. And he's meeting all these, you know, troops he's going to work with for the next few weeks. And by the way, you know, and it kind of has like a timeline. Mm-hmm. The incident in Benghazi is coming up. Like you all, sure. you expect this. And so sure. it, it kind of hits the ground running mm-hmm. and just shows the danger all the way through until like an hour climax. Well, I got to think that Hillary Clinton is just pissed. This is coming out right now, and especially, especially right. in light of all of the, the new troubles that are surfacing regarding her candidacy and everything else. Sure. I don't think this could come at a worse time. Um, do they talk about the politics or her involvement in it at all? Thankfully, no. Okay, uh, so they I'm don't get they into didn't. any of that stuff. They never say Obama said no. They never say, oh, the Secretary of State said no. Uh-huh. They honestly do probably the best thing by calling it in saying, I need help. I know I don't have authority, but I need help. And they just show an aircraft carrier with jets still on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's all I need to see. So in that way... Like there are a few scenes in it. So they allude, they allude to it, but they don't. Well, but they don't. You, make- you have to allude to it because there. It's basically following this small inter- infantry who couldn't go save Chris Stevens and, and his group mm-hmm. for hours, mm-hmm. and then eventually they broke the rules. There are a lot of best there are a lot them. of parallels. You know, I have to give you full disclosure. I have friends that fought in the Battle of Mogadishu. Mm-hmm. Very good friends that fought in the Battle of Mogadishu. Good, good friends of mine. And to this day, you can't mention the name Madeleine Albright or Bill Clinton without oh, sure. just infuriating right. these these guys that were there. And this isn't a story. This isn't somebody else telling you a story. This is me talking to those guys that were there in that fight. One of which, one of these guys was shot twice. For the um, in that's what Black Hawk Down is based on. This right? is Black Hawk okay. Down. The Battle of Mogadishu is what I'm talking about. Black Hawk Down and all of those guys that I know blame Bill Clinton and Madeleine Albright 100% for the mistake that happened in Mogadishu. And talking to those guys about this thing about Benghazi, they all say, well, look, it's the Clinton playbook. 
all the way down the line, the same exact thing happened on a smaller mm-hmm. scale. Right. There are those people that say that. Um, I obviously wasn't there. I don't know. Sure. I couldn't tell you. But there is that sentiment that she should have done much, much more. Right. And I know that there are a lot of people on the left that are ready <laughs> to go to guns over this movie to try and protect Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they know that this is really not going to reflect well on her without even seeing the movie. They feel like and, it's not going to reflect well And honestly, well on it probably doesn't help that Michael Bay directed the movie because he's known as a is, joke. He's, is he a conservative politically? Do you know? It's atypical. I, I mean, like a apolitical, I should say, because he's never come out and said anything. Oh, he hasn't said one way or no. the other. Okay. Um, I could see a lot of people claiming that he's conservative and Republican because he likes to blow stuff up. He kind of <laughs> seems like a Southern boy. There ain't nothing wrong with blowing stuff up. Right. Man. So me and Ted Nugent, dude, I'll go do it all day long. Right. <laughs> so I will say, like, as far as the movie goes, yes, it has the typical Michael Bay things with like the lens flares. There are light mm-hmm. flares everywhere. Sure. But some of them actually kind of fit because it's Benghazi at night. Michael Mann, there are flames Michael everywhere. Bay and J.J. Abrams. Right. All those, they those three, they love the lens flares. Yeah. And there is so much machismo in this movie. Thankfully, there's sexism isn't there because it's mostly a male cast. But it is just a bunch of beefed up dudes mm-hmm. in the military, granted, but just fighting for a few people. And it really is like this raw, raw, raw patriotism feel. Well, the thing that I, I, I think needs to be made clear is that these guys were not in the military. These guys are private contractors. Right. These guys were doing, um, were in combat and were doing a combat job. But some of these guys were cops. That just signed up to be private contractors. This is not a U.S. military. It'll feel like that, right. I'm sure. But these guys no, were it, just... It makes that clear that they were told not to help. Yeah, by the military. Because they had no the jurisdiction. Military. Exactly, yeah. And it's... Well, yeah, it's, it's a brutal movie. It's kind of hard to watch at times because it, being a, war, a modern war movie, and I think a lot of them struggle with this, is there's so much gunfire that the, it's, the shaky cam is crazy because mm-hmm. uh. you're just right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to get that a lot, with, but have it be very shiny because it's Michael Bay once again. Sure. But man, John Krasinski does a great job. James Badgedale, those guys are the, basically the two leads. Mm-hmm. They're both incredible. Cool. And it's, it's the role, as I was telling you, John Krasinski needed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it'll get much notice because Star Wars is out still. Oh, I think, it'll get, I think it'll get tons of notice. But I really do. Right Along 2 will be the biggest movie of the weekend. Uh, what? No. Right. Yes. You think Ride Along 2 is going to be the biggest I, I, movie of the I weekend? I think this movie will have legs because look at the success American Sniper had, and I do think this is maybe a better movie. I think the pulse of the American populace right now, people are mad. I, I think people are genuinely really pissed. And This isn't a very big escape as a movie, though. It really is heavy. You walk out going... I mean, people I, I, were clapping quite a bit afterwards. I, I know that, but when a guy like Donald Trump can say the populist things that he says and get the reaction that he says, True. I think this movie is going to be much bigger than a lot of critics are thinking it's going to be. Hmm. I could be wrong, I, I but I, I I would bet on I'm not wrong. Okay. I don't know if it'll be Star Wars. I, Star Wars has been number <laughs> no, one four weeks in a row. It, it will, might be. It will beat Star Wars because Star Wars just barely beat The Revenant. And The Revenant, you know, made $35 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right along, too. And this movie possibly has a chance to beat it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It'll, so, be, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. No, I, like, I'm surprised. I, I, this, along with The Island and The Rock, are Michael Bay movies alike. Did you, so you did like this I movie. I did like it. I really want to go see this movie. I, th- I think you should. It is very reminiscent of Black Hawk Down. Yeah. So, 
and I loved uh, I, I loved Black Hawk Down because I had friends that were that were in that. Right. Um, watched the movie with a couple of friends that were there. That was a weird day. Sure. Um, and I thought Ridley Scott really did a great job at showcasing the heroism of. Soldiers. No, I mean not just not just American soldiers. In fact, most of the people that were in that movie were British. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, playing American soldiers. In fact, the vast majority of those guys were Brits or Australians that were playing American soldiers. In right. the movie. Tom Hardy was in that movie. Yep. Um, but he just did a great job of showing the camaraderie and the bravery and the care that these guys take for one another. And I, I think it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't watched Black Hawk Down. Go do it. I think it's one of the all-time greats. I really do. And yeah. I think it was very underrated. It's very cool. It's a great movie, yeah. It's an awesome movie. So yeah, go see this one. It's uh, it's intense. Really? It doesn't really let go, but yeah, go see it. Um, you, Okay, so let me get this straight. You yeah. think that Ride Along 2 and Star Wars are going to beat this movie? Maybe, yeah. Wow. I know. Okay. I know. Well, Ride Where's Along 2, come on. I. It's going to win. I'm way past... Way past uh, little Kevin, Kevin, what's his name? Little Kevin Chris Hart, Tucker, little, yeah. little Chris Tucker movies. <laughs> Way past. I saw him on Conan, and he was hilarious. But you know, right. that's enough. Right. I, right. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, so that is that it? Are we done? Is that really? Is that it for this week? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We don't I really mean, have anything else, right? I'm, I'm going to have a lot of Sundance stuff coming up soon. We're kind of we're kind of rearing back. Yeah, we're going to be all over the place. You're going to be there. Spinari and I are going to be playing all yeah. over the place. Mm-hmm. Jess, are you going to go up? I would like to. Okay, carpool? Yeah. we can sure. carpool. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. So a lot of stuff coming up from Sundance for sure. Uh, be sure to check out the other shows. Bacon Sale. Um, we're back. The Wisps Paranormal Show. Indeed. Yep. Uh, Greg's Guide to New Music. Love it. He uh, just did a Run top Cash 10 of USA. the year, which is great, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard it yet. Is it's it very awesome? cool. Yeah, Greg's a man. Uh, and thank you very much for choosing to listen to Podbash. Keep checking back with us every single day. There's usually something new every day on Podbash. Oh, and starting yeah. this weekend, Disneylandy. Yeah, well, brand new go. Disneyland podcast. Yeah, with the uh, Oliversons. Yep. So really, really excited and about level that. level 22. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny just like cut it off because he didn't want us no. to be known. It's I kind of don't because I'm jealous <laughs> of you guys because you're, you're that good. I'm kind of surprised that the instant credibility that show has. Uh, I'm getting feedback from all over the country, people commenting, talking about what is happening on Level 22. So if you're into video games, you definitely want to check that out. Big thanks to the Off Broadway Theater. Go grab your ghost hunt tickets for this coming Saturday night at uh, the Off Broadway Theater. Going to be an all night ghost hunt. It's a massive, massive location. Uh, we have underground hallways. We have boiler rooms. We've got a theater stage. We've got the theater balcony and the sound booth and the lobbies. Uh, a lot of really creepy, fun locations for you to ghost hunt at. If you have never been on a ghost hunt before, this may be the cool one for you to go to go on. Because yeah. there's nothing really harmful that we've encountered. Exactly. We've encountered some dark, unhappy stuff, but nothing dangerous. Uh, this would be a good one for you to try out. If you've been scared, if you've been wanting to come on one of these things, but you don't want to go home possessed, this one is definitely the one you want to come to. Uh, and, and everybody go see Star Wars at the Off-Broadway Theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Laughing Stock. Way fun. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for your sponsorship there. Um, hit us up on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find Kenny at Kenny3DD, Jess the Dragon Slayer, Spinari, Jimmy Chunga. I think that's pretty self-evident. Come follow right. us and yeah. uh, keep checking back to Podbash. Something new every single day. Be sure to come and check us out. We'll see you next week. Peace. This is the Radio Ronin Show.
on podbash.com. 